0: You know, we want to get the discussion started, and I'm glad everybody came in in great spirit. I mean, the fact that you, there's, there's three men on here, and you know that good football game's going on, I appreciate y'all. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, today, you know, today our topic is, you know, maintain. Your self-respect and leave your ego at the door and we just want y'all to know we're not talking about ego like the psychology term that is coined by Freud, Sigmund Freud, but we're talking about um ego you know being short and how we use it in our relationship is really being sh- used short for egotistical you know so it's ego it's being egotistical versus you know being having self-respect. And you know, our society, we 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 are big on not hurting people's feelings. So we'll 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 hit an abbreviation quick. But really, when we're saying something regarding ego, we're talking about, you know, stop being e- egotistical. So for our panelists, I want, you know, I want to hear the difference. What do y'all think the difference is between ego and self-respect?
1: Um, to me, I believe that two opposite there are two opposite extremes you know what i'm saying so being egotistical is being driven by hmm I, you know what i know what i'm trying to say but i don't know if i could articulate it but just all right, say so, it and
2: just just say it and we'll figure it out
0: <laughs> okay we're, here, all right, we're so all
1: the, here to support
0: we're not here to downgrade or we're here to support it's a discussion
1: the same, brother. yeah I, I guess i basically said it like ego and um ego and self-respect all right, so self-respect is like you, you're not going to be nobody's doormat. You know what I'm saying? Ego is being um, overconfident. That's not based on valid reasons. You know what I'm saying? So if you're driven by your ego, if you have an inflated, you have an inflated opinion of yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's not justified.
3: Okay.
4: Amen. Well, let, let me let let me say this. Right, and this is more directed towards drastic, and then the panel. Okay, Jurassic, you know the type of person I am. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a uni rep, at, you know, at our company. And what I say is what I mean, and what I mean is what I say. Okay, um, I don't take anybody's shorts, and I don't give anybody shorts. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, people look at me like I'm crazy. So, okay, I'll be crazy you know um my ego it, it is what it is you know shout it out you know this this is 100% me and i've used that example all this time that i've been on the panel at my house
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know and with my wife and and my kids <laughs> you know when i say something i mean it you know and and, and it's it's not dragged on. I don't. I don't need to drag it on. Okay. And you no, know, drastic knows that about me. He knows the type of person
1: I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, actually, meaning it in that regard. Like, there's nothing wrong with being confident. You know, what I'm saying. Like, it, it. It. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with. Um. With. With speaking your truth and stating that. But what I was saying about egotistical is like that's an. Inf- that's 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 like an inflated opinion of, of yourself. That's not that's not justified, like, it's, it's, there's no moderation with it, you know what I'm saying, I I would have said, I would have said,
4: and I agree with what you're saying, I agree with what you're saying, and it's inflated for me, because of the, because of the job title that I have, I'm not trying to be stronger than anybody, I'm not trying to go over anybody, I'm just saying that, that's the way I've been all my life, and, and just, you know, (laughs) somebody, I'm gonna shut it down, I'm shutting it down it, yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, It'd no be second. like if
1: a if Dang. a boss is trying to write you up and you be like you know who i am i'm joe Falou. Uh, <laughs> But that's
4: cool yeah, that, so, that's, how so,
0: that, that's how that runs what about you barry
5: so be the difference so self-worth is you know self self you know self-confidence is your self-worth what you feel what you feel about yourself your value how you how you assess yourself and your self-worth and your self-value um ego is to me is that that thing where it's the it's the false sense it's the false 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 view of yourself um that is generally connected to a, a self a self uh self-defense mechanism where you're like you know you, you know you act a certain way because you know you act you're even though you're maybe that you're I'm not sure that you're a shy person, but you pres- you project that you're more confident than you, than you really are. Um, and so it's not really connected to a real sense of, of, of self-worth. It's, it's more projected to, def- to, to to defend the insecurity or in- defend something that you want to hide from someone.
0: Okay. I'll say that that's accurate. Christine, I know you're still driving, but I don't know if you want to chime in before we move on. Yeah,
3: yeah. I can. uh <laughs> probably no video for now. So I think self-respect is kind of like what you tolerate, like really your true self-esteem about yourself, um, how you view the world from your own perspective. And I think that ego is kind of this, um, you know, I don't don't think you should kill the ego. There's a lot of spiritual talk about killing the ego, but I think you need to have a better, a healthy relationship with it, which you said it last week when you said know who you are in the room. I thought that was a really awesome thing to say because that's, that's a really good ego check. You know, if you're in the room full of supermodels, you're probably going to check the ego at the door. If you're in the room full of other things, you know, you might be inflated. But to me, it's kind of the ego is more about how you are willing to treat other people. And if your ego gets in the way of you being like a kind, generous, loving human, then it's an issue. But I don't think self-respect is an issue. Like, I don't think self-respect is ever an issue. I think it's how you treat others. Uh, that's kind of my interpretation.
0: And Jazz is saying self respect, <clears throat> ego is self serving, that has self serving that has no direction, good or bad, with no standards. And I would say all those things, all those things are what make up the ego versus self respect. And, um, just to add on to that, what we're talking about, obviously, we always have to keep things in the context of our personal relationships, right? When we're on this on this platform. And, you know, like Joe said in his job, there's an established hierarchy. You know what I mean? There's nothing equal about you being you being that person's boss because when you walk in, yeah, you're equal as human beings, but when you walk in, there's a pecking order. There's already something established. But when you're talking about your relationships. And obviously we're talking about being in equal and healthy relationships. So we're talking about matching up and measuring up with equals. And when we say leave your ego at the door, obviously the ego being being short for egotistical. It's like where you're, where you're saying I supersedes we. Anytime you can run around and, and you sit back and you think I'm willing to damage us to benefit me, that's where the ego is, is, is taking place. I just want to be right. I just want to be like, I'm not really trying to come to a common ground. I'm not really trying to come to agreement. I'm not really trying. I'm losing track of the focus. I'm losing track of the destination. And I just want something that's going to benefit me going to fulfill me going to boost my self, my self-confidence, but not really, but take from somebody else's and it's supposed to be equal, equal relationship. So when you think about, When you think about ego versus self respect, self respect, it's your boundaries. It's your principles. It's the things that you come in with that you're not adjusting, that you start with in the beginning of the relationship. And you you draw that line and say, once you cross that, our relationship is going to be in turmoil because that's what makes me who I am. So it's still self respect and it's still dealing with self and it's still having a level of self because obviously you cross that. They cross that boundary you're losing focus of who i am which hurts the overall relationship but when now you become egotistical it's a whole different framework you know it's, it's coming from a whole different mentality what I, you, uh, well,
2: well, I, was gonna, I was gonna just add to that like when you when you think about your ego or just self-respect, it comes with your track record who you are, who you've been, how you show up on a consistent basis, right? When you think of when when you think of an ego, most people are entitled. They're entitled to their feelings, they're entitled to certain things, and then they, they feel that they have the right to be able to do certain things because of who they are, and it's not really earned. So when you think of that, you know, and you think of self-respect of something that you, who you, self-respect is who you are day, day in and day out. And when you think of your ego as something that's driven for a selfish reason. Unless, like I said, like, you know, when you, Joe, you gave the example at work, like you, there, there is, when you are, when you are at work and you have certain positions, people have to respect your position, but that will go with the self-respect because they're already going in knowing who you are, what you bring to the table and what you have to do. So you can't really cross, like there's boundaries already set just based on your title alone.
5: Definitely.
2: So you should be able to say that I am making this decision on on the strength that I'm the manager. Now, what type of manager you are, you may be the type of manager that wants to explain things and that's cool, but you don't necessarily have to because you call the shots. So it all depends on who you, the type of manager you are. But just being a manager alone should allow you to make certain decisions, no questions asked.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And just to
4: let just to let everybody know, if anybody doesn't know, I did retire after thirty years. Congratulations.
2: congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yeah, congratulations Thank you. again. Right. You. That's about <laughs> you.
4: that's about your age, right, brother? <laughs> so yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I still hold I I still hold my my union rep my grievance position and you know and I, I take my job serious. You know, and you know it, it you know it combines with what we're saying now. You guys are deep. I'm getting ready to I don't know what I gotta say.
6: Ain't no
4: more you guys you guys are deep in what you're saying because there's there's truth to it. There's 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 mannerism, there's there's health to 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 this conversation and it's 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 touching to me it, it it really is because after thirty years I can actually reach out and grasp a hold of what you guys are saying with all the experience that I've had at my job at home it all combines with, it always combines to home you know you know your job leads to home, your home leads to your job it goes both ways you know you you guys touch
0: me you really do. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Dan has only been 19 minutes in okay. and Joe's already been touched. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome, Mahogany. <laughs> What's going on? Mahogany. You think? You're, you're on mute. What do you think of your, you know, the topic of ego yeah. versus self-respect? Just to bring um, it up to speed.
6: What, what are we defining it? I well, mean, already
0: kind of defined it, but you could define it and add to what, you know, what you heard. So far. I
6: agreed with what I heard. Um, okay. I agree with what I heard. Um ego comes from selfish um, selfish from a selfish standpoint where self um, self-respect has everything to do with what you brought to the table who you are how you show up and um yeah I, I agree with what I heard so
0: now we now what we want to know is how do we actualize it within a relationship like how do we differentiate when we're in them heightened states and I can start it off by saying it's building it's building strong principles going in before you get you know before you get into those issues you know what I mean like obviously we're a platform that believes in being proactive versus reactive and Mm -hmm. when when we hear we always have back and forth with a bunch of people because they're always talking to us about a reactive love you know what I mean a person reacts You got to figure out if you still want to be in a relationship with them and what they did to you and what they didn't do and how much you endured and based on another person's reaction. But we're talking about a proactive love, being accountable, having a clear understanding, having guidelines before you go in. So when you have those guidelines and you're proactive and you have those guidelines established, it's more likely that you pull from your self-respect versus allowing your ego to take shape because you 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 both agreed on the destination and you're always trying to get there. So that would be a a small, that would be like one of the fundamentals of having it having it happen in real time. You know what I mean? Ha- what, what it what it takes to have it happen in real time. What well, do you I think about like a proactive love versus, you know, the reactive love everybody discusses?
3: Mm.
1: yeah that's
6: gonna well, be uh... I think that um, well, I think that um um everything always ends up going right back to self awareness
3: mm-hmm.
6: you know um when you're aware of who you are as a whole plus who you are in the scenario um you tend to respond via that space right so when you understand when you understand yourself you know you 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 pretty much can identify where your responses are coming from is this a response to am I being proactive or am I reacting right Mm -hmm. um so I just really feel like everything goes comes from um how well you honestly know yourself, how how well how well you know yourself and how in tune with that and your relationship you actually are.
2: Well, I, I agree with that, but also I would like to add to that is knowing who you're dealing with, right? So hmm. if you are, be, are you having a conversation with someone and you're being told or you're hearing something that you don't really want to hear and it kind of sh- like sh- strikes a chord, you, you have to take a step back and think about who is this person? What is their intent? What are they truly saying? What do they truly mean? And am I overreacting? I think that, yeah, you need that part of self-awareness, but you also need to acknowledge who you're dealing with because not everyone's the enemy. Not everyone's out to get you. Not everyone doesn't have your best interest at heart, but there's sometimes when the people that you are around that care about you, they, 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 they pinpoint things or bring up things that you may not want to hear at the moment. And you have to take a step back and say, you know what, um, wow, that really stung. Um, that really stung, but you know what, I know that you have my best interests at heart. Instead of going at them like they're the enemy. And I think that, that that's the, the the balance between, you know, having your ego bruised and feeling some type of way and wanting to feel validated, as opposed to taking a step back and hearing what's being said and reacting accordingly.
4: Um. It- if you don't mind me asking, God.
0: I, you could ask I, anything, Joe.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I, You giggled at some point. And was that with what she was saying? If I can ask that, I know you said I can ask anything, but I'm just can I get about me. me?
0: Yeah, you, yes, you. You giggled. I'm oh, talking about me. I'm thinking you talking about, <laughs> we don't know who you're talking about. Okay, I, so. I said your name. The reason I giggled, the reason I giggled when she said what she said is because the very essence of being e- egotistical when joining relationships is still trying to find out where you fit and just seeing you and what you do. Mm-hmm. So when we was talking about where like Mahogany says self-awareness, I giggled or I laughed. I didn't giggle, but I laughed because, yeah, she came from self-awareness, but that's half of it. And we we tend to we tend to match words and say, yo, I act. I don't just... Use words. No, you're supposed to use words and action. That's what health is. You make the promise and then you act on it. So when she says self-awareness, I'm like, look, that's self-awareness. But true love is self-awareness and really taking in what the other person is and then making that something. It's meeting in the middle. Love is the middle, the middle ground. It's not just you. You know what I mean? So that's why I laugh because Jerry hit 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 a, a strong
3: point.
2: Like, yeah,
0: yeah love I mean, is. A- it's exactly what we talk about. Okay. Like self-awareness is one thing, yeah. But when it comes to when it comes to being truly aware of the person, we are when we're in a room alone, we all are all egotistical. It's just our thoughts, just yeah. our ideas. It's just what we, we know and what we want. And what we when we're alone, that's where we at. That's the state okay. of being we're in. Okay.
4: And
0: then when we actually interact with other people, we're now saying we're gonna sacrifice some our egotistical ways to truly Get to know a person and truly have a great understanding of who the person is
5: gotcha. so i think the initial question was that you know why don't we why aren't we more proactive is this because once again um proactiveness um denotes a level of of, of not just awareness but but actually being actually being present in the relationship and not just kind of coasting along and actually just kind of letting it come to you and how each doing oh let's just let it be organic it actually is being more intentional about it so it it takes a level of thought and then takes a level of of actual engagement to say you know listen um we we need to focus on how do we develop the we because generally at least in my, my experience has been where um Hey, you know, we get into a relationship and all of a sudden we see something and then it, it makes us feel a certain way. And so we go into the self-protect mode or we go into the ego and we start acting out of our ego. And we started acting towards the other person in an egotistical way because we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to keep ourselves from being hurt. We're trying to keep ourselves and stuff like that. And then the other person does the same thing. And then you have two people who are on both sides saying that they love each other, but they're acting very much, you know, opposite of that, you know, based on our ego. Um, good or bad, you know, they, you know, cause I think sometimes we think it's just, it's the, you know, the, the outward stuff, but it's, you know, somebody's withdrawing from the relationship is an ego thing. You know, somebody pulling back and, and, or giving you the silent treatment is an ego thing.
3: I'm glad um, it isn't just,
5: up. it isn't just the, the outward stuff, of, you know, you know, treating someone negatively. It's those, those, um, it's refusing to resolve issues. That's ego. Yeah. Um, th- those are, those are all things that are, that are that are buried in the ego
1: as well and I just want to say um just to piggyback off of what Mahogany was talking about I agree with Aziz that that's only part of the equation however I think that's probably like one of the most important parts of the equation is to be self-aware you know what I'm saying because like you got to know where your strengths and where your weaknesses are Definitely. and also what direction you plan on going to I got no control about you know what I'm saying somebody that I'm in a personal relationship I got a small level of control of what they're going to do or what they're not going to do. I have a lot of control on how I'm going to respond. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as being proactive in relation to the to to the personal relationship, we could have discussions about, you know, how will we handle this situation if something like this happens? Like we can proactively do that. But there's no guarantee that everything is going to fall into into place the way that, you know, the way the, the way that we proactively said came up with hypotheticals you know what i'm saying but one thing that we can uh have control over proactively is how well we respond like i had a situation where you know what i'm saying i'm matter of fact it's on my facebook <laughs> so I'm, I'm, i'll just put it out there where you know what i'm saying somebody was like violating me just disrespecting me calling me names whatever the case may be and i promise you at no point did i feel any kind of way inside at no point did i feel a need to to um you know, to respond or, or or to go back and forth, to to get in my ego and 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 go to bat and fight with this person. I'm like, all right, yeah, get your rocks off. All right? Does that make you feel better? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I promise you, I I I, I didn't feel any qualms. So I patted myself on the back in that situation. Mm-hmm. However, later, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a um, I'm in a Spanish spot getting ready to get some rice and beans. You know what I'm saying? Some good food. And um, I see a big line of people, and um, that's already there before I even went into the restaurant. And then some guy came in after me. And he and he went to, like, the front of the line, and I immediately, like, without thinking about it, got in his personal space. I'm like, yo, you ordering, you know, with all these people here? And then he's like, nah, I guess he had ordered ahead of time, got his food. And then I felt like, I, I felt like the, biggest, the biggest jerk in the world. Like, for one, like, he, like, who cares? Like, even if he did cut the line, like, why am I in his personal space? Let him cut the line. Let him get the food. You know what I'm saying? So that was a situation where I didn't respond appropriately. In both, in both of those situations, I found that as an opportunity to, to assess myself. Where are my strengths? Where are my weaknesses? Let me, let me uh, reinforce the strengths. And wherever the weaknesses are, let me pay attention to that, that I don't make that same mistake again in the future. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. I mean, we, we, we do. We do. Just to, just to respond to what you're saying, we want you to start looking at it as a 50-50 dip. Like you can say it's more important, but there are a lot of people that are really self-aware. They have a clear understanding of who they are. But the chemistry, when you come and you interact with another person, who you are changes something, you get what I'm saying? Like you can't sit up here and say you interact with another person and you are everything you are as a single person. It's not the case. You know what I mean? You you have to factor in who you're dealing with.
2: Oh, sugar. Could you turn Joe's video off?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait up. Let me see how it can
2: That's that old stuff he was talking about. <laughs> so. Oh, that's stuff. You know, I hear you. And I
0: mean. Yeah, you was on video still using the bathroom, man. But.
4: Your <laughs> bathroom.
0: But, um, I just, you know, just to get back on what we were saying, um, I just want you to start looking at it as it's it's the, it's the connection between like we always talk about relationships. You see how like you're talking about strangers and you're talking about people that you may come in contact with. And you're talking about people that you interact with, like that you really don't have that relationship with. But if we have to be real with who we are, we're a lot more, quote unquote, sensitive with people that we actually care about. We have to check our ego a lot more with people that we actually care about because they have a piece of us and they have a piece of our emotional well-being in their hand. So when you say we lack the control, I would say we influence each other. Like when you truly love a person, they can truly influence you. They have influence over you. So therefore, they do that's where we get the let's make sure that we have that self-respect and let's make sure that we respect the other person because we know that we have the ability to really hurt them in ways that nobody else might possibly have the ability to hurt them. So we have to be mindful of that, that fact. We have to be mindful of the fact that we have that ability to do that. You get I, what I'm saying? So that, you do have to, you do, in that case, you do have to go on okay, case self-respect is very important, but it's as important as having an understanding of who you're surrounded by too. But That's I think you um. Sorry. Go
6: ahead, Jerry. Let me just oh, say that when I made the statement, I was thinking across the board, right? So, and I know we're talking about personal relationships, but the question was about, you know, um, proactivity and ego or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, my thought process was how I deal across the board with people, right? So it's everybody I don't know complete you know, I don't know personally to give them benefits of the doubt. I have to deal with me. You know what I mean? And so my response was thinking about the fact that me being self-aware, like I often now when dealing with personal and, um, you know, just regular interactions, I often think about where my responses or reactions or, my, like how I responded or acted in the situation, where that came from. Okay. Am I, am my feelings about something? Did it strike a chord? Did it, like I always go through those things now just to check myself. And so that's what, that's where my response was coming from from that space of um, knowing the difference between it being my ego or not because I'm sitting here doing a self check. Like, where this come from Where'd that feeling come
2: from you know what i mean
3: mm-hmm.
2: well i want i want to take it a step further right because we t- self-awareness like what's it's it's important to be self-aware so you know what your triggers are so on and so forth right but are we self-aware enough? Oh sorry just like spit out sorry <laughs> I'm like <drilling>. are we <laughs> self-aware enough to know um what we truly believe about the person that we're dealing with because that is how we based on our our belief of the person is how we truly going to respond to them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's taking it like to the other level of, yeah, you know what your triggers are, you know, what pisses you off, you know what you're not really feeling. But then there's a second part of what do I truly believe about the person on the other side of me? Right. Because that's going to determine how I deal with them. Are you that self-aware as well to know that if I'm spazzing out because really deep down inside, I really think that they, they don't have my best interest at heart. Am I upset because, I, you know, I, I feel like they're not really pulling their weight in the relationship and I'm over it. You know what I mean? Like, are you guys tapping into that level of self-awareness?
3: Yes. I am.
6: I am um, only from the, the space of, um, like I said, questioning my responses. Cause now it's like, all right, why, if if I reacted in a way that was like a little much? <laughs> it was like a little much. And it wasn't really called for. It's like, why'd you react that way? Okay, what was the trigger? Okay, um, what do you think about this person to make you respond to them? Like, you must think they's trying to hurt you. You must think mm-hmm. they don't have your best interests. Like, I think about those things now. I didn't always, um, actually. Uh, Aziz helped me get to that um, via uh, an exchange. But, yeah, I think about that now. I never did before. That's something that I, I came about most recent. But, yeah, that's that's the level I'm at right now.
5: Go ahead. I, I think that's, the, I think that's the, the key, though, and stuff like that, is that because the, the ego also drives how you respond to people and how you, how you perceive people. And so, like Jerry was saying, is that if you perceive this person as not having your best interest, or, or not really caring about you, or, or having the type of, um, if they don't, if you feel like they don't value you, then your ego will drive the certain responses that that come to come from them. And so, all of a sudden, you you get back into that 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 scenario I was given where all of a sudden each person is thinking the other person doesn't really care about them. And so now all of a sudden we, we, we jump instead of being proactive and actually saying, you know what, let's, let's work on the foundation of making sure that we are, that we do, we are, look, we trust each other. We, we respect each other. I know that you're coming from a place of love and, 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 and this is not about trying to hurt me or trying to do something for me, but you're actually working to make, help me be better. And so because I know that, and because I know that I'm, I can actually operate, you know, in and in, not in my ego. I can stay out of my ego because when you say something that maybe it hurts a little bit, I know it's not because you're saying anything other than the fact that you're trying to help me be better. My, But generally we don't, we're not proactive enough to do that because we're just waiting for someone to respond because we haven't had those honest conversations. We hadn't really talked about the, we haven't really been transparent enough to say, you know, and, and create the type of atmosphere in our relationships is Says, you know what? I you can say this, and because I, I know where you're coming from, I know I know you personally, and I know that you're that you have my best interest, and that you want the best for me always. Period.
2: And honestly, like those things should really happen in in real time, because you know the other person on the other end is tired of you taking a couple of hours, days, or whatever to reflect and say, you know what? I overreacted. I overreacted, and I don't know what happened to my screen, but I'm still talking because they think I'm on. But anyway, that I overreacted and, you know, I should not have reacted that way, so I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, we need to learn how to deal with things in real time and be able to say, take a step back, listen to what's being said, and basically say, you know, and, and basically acknowledge that I, you know, this this is rubbing me kind of weird right now. And it's, you know... I, I, I may need a second, but you don't need the time to blow up, come back, apologize, because the person on the other end, at some point, is not going to really want to deal with that.
3: Definitely That's me. where
2: that self-respect and that boundary is kind of crossed, right? How, many, how often do you want a person to apologize for the same shit all the time?
0: Well, I just want to, you know, read Christine Jackson, because she...
2: Yeah, she I was going to go there, too. Sorry, yeah, Christine.
0: She, I just want to, you know, because this, this is, is relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah, that, that was my next thing. Over inflated ego is, you know, it's pride, and it does it's it's hidden behind a lot of insecurities within yourself and a lot of insecurities on how you feel when you're in the presence of others, mm-hmm. you know. But when it's coming to when it comes to let's say accountable love, and when it comes to the love snobs, and when it comes to love as a group journey, all we're talking about is personal relationships. Yeah, you got to understand. There's a there's a whole different component when it comes to dealing with fellow, your fellow man, or dealing with people you don't know, strangers and your neighbors. There's a whole other different way of dealing with things and reacting. And yeah, some of this stuff can trickle over to those things, but we operate different at work than we would with our personal relationships. Like your personal relationship is like where, you know, like Jerry always tells me, you know, it's, it's a relief. Like I, I asked the one time, like, why when women walk in the door? As soon as they walk in the door, they just want to take off their bra. And she was like, these things are the most uncomfortable things in the planet. Now, you can find a comfortable bra, but a lot of women, I noticed, the first thing they do. The first thing they do. So that's, the, that's equivalent. Like, when you come home, you should be unleashing and taking off your bra. You should be ready to relax. But when you walk out the house, you have your bra on. Why? Because you know you're going into an to environment where everybody not necessarily has your best interest at heart. You can't be naked. You have to have some type of support. You have to have some type of, you know, some type of armor to some degree, you know, because you got to be aware of your surroundings versus when you come home or when you're dealing in your relationships, which should be your home, you should be able to relax and take a step back and see what's going on. So piggybacking on what you're all saying, it does deal with the fact that, yeah, you're self-aware, but it also deals with the fact that, who are you dealing with that you always feel like they're out to get you? Yeah. The first the time they disagree thing. with yeah. you. The first time they're not, you all not on the same page. I thought those was your allies. And then when you start treating them like enemies, that's where it becomes an issue. And that's where we're now combating ego versus self-respect. Cause we lost a portion of our self-respect because bashing them is bashing you. And that's what people are unaware of. I hear people talk about their spouses, I mean outrageously. I have people talk about their friends and won't tell their friends anything. And I'm looking at them like this is a this is a sign of who you are. It's assassinating your character. Mm-hmm. Because why would you be with people that you are this upset with or you don't like or you have these strong opinions about? Them? So you need to evaluate that. So that's where it becomes a lot of, you know, the egotistical behavior versus the self-respect. You lose focus on. What self respect is. And yeah, it has self in front of it. But when dealing in personal relationships, self respect is also honoring the agreement and honoring the people
5: around you. I also like to think that a lot of times that people call some of their behaviors as being, as saying that they're being, that, you know, they're, they're protecting a self respect, but it actually is their ego. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real fine line to, because there's one thing of, you know, saying, you know, I'm not going to tolerate certain things, but. But, but your but your response and behavior towards the other person isn't from a place of self-respect, as a place of ego. Yeah. And so I really think it's also making sure that, hey, look, this is, you know, I, I think the thing that that's really stuck out in my mind for the last couple of weeks is that whole we, you know, this is about we. And if this behavior and this action or this response is actually pushing us to be a better we, um, and if it's making us be a better we, then absolutely. If it's really something more about myself and you know how I feel and justifying a behavior or an action or an attitude or anything else that that because I simply feel like I I'm I'm right in doing so um I'm simply ha- I feel like I've had to kind of just check that that check that behavior and uh, the attitude of that thought process and say you know what this isn't this isn't healthy this isn't a um an attitude of of, of we it's an attitude of me and actually I need to reevaluate that and 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 re- refocus
0: Yeah, Barry, I want to actually go back and touch on something you said, because I think it was, I know it was very important. It was very valuable. We tend to think of ego as the loud, boisterous, bragging, braggadocious person. And we forget to say, like you said, a part of the ego is the people who don't even want to deal, the people who don't talk, the people who don't invest, the people who stay to themselves, the people who feel they have the right not to talk in relationships. The people that, like, I, I, I recently was listening to um, Michelle Obama's podcast, and one thing her mother said is, like, I really enjoyed the pandemic because, you know, I was able to, like, be on my own, and I didn't have to answer to anybody. And I'm, like, thinking, like, why do everybody see relationships as a, as a job? Like, you have to answer to people. Like, I want to tell people, yeah, I'm on my way to the store, this is where I'm going, because it's a safety thing. It's keeping people close to you. You know what they? You know what's happening in your life. Like, why is it so hard to share? So that's the first thought I had. Now that wasn't, you know, that wasn't an overall message, but that thought came to mind because I'm like, why? Why are we always? Why is our goal always? Well, let's 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 get to ourselves. Let's have that space for ourselves. Let's have that space to breathe. And why is your comfort zone not with your friends and not with your spouse and not with your You know not in your environment that's supposed to be a safe haven I'm not saying you don't need a long time but like people are like really looking forward to a long time now.
2: there
0: looking forward to it
2: well I think what it is is that everyone is like so overloaded and I can't speak for myself with the pandemic and being furloughed I didn't realize how I need how much I needed a break to begin with right So me, me being furloughed for what six weeks, right? It was like heaven, (laughs) not to think about work. It was heaven, and you know I didn't, didn't even know that I needed the break, and I think that that's another that's the, the self-awareness right like you're taking on all this responsibility you're just you're, you're spreading yourself really thin you have a full-time job you have a family you have your friends you have all this stuff and it's not that it's everything's a responsibility but you realize that you may have taken on way too much and when the world when the world shut down because it literally did and you had to stay home you realize like wow home is where it's at you know what i mean like when you live with other people like when you surround yourself like we quarantined i quarantined with friends right and that was like the best thing that 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 happened being furloughed being quarantined being with a group of people i didn't even realize how much i needed it until it was even happening so i think that that's another thing that we don't tend to realize too is that when we're going through the normal hustle and bustle of life we don't really realize how much we need that time how much we we, we're spending ourselves thin and we need to probably reprioritize what's really most important to us but I think that that's that level of self-awareness, right? So you don't, we shouldn't have to wait till the world is shut down to realize, like, damn, I'm really tired and I just want time alone. And you shut yourself up because those are the times when you really should be connecting. Those are the times when you should be making sure that you're around the people that matter to you and you're forging those relationships. Because if you guys didn't forge any solid relationships while you guys were quarantined, then that's an issue. Because no one, everyone had time, nothing but time. So it's really important that you, we are making sure that we're putting our energy and our focus on the things that matter and keep that in mind and not spread ourselves thin, so everyone can have the best versions of who we are.
5: I, I think that, that but uh, you know, I heard somebody say that, you know, that, you know, a lot of relationships are being tested is because a lot of people had gotten in relationships and they really didn't, you can just sell, see the quality of relationships because guess what? It didn't bring the type of, strength and, 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 and rest and, and, and joy that you would, one would think. So in other words, people were tolerating each other in relationships and it it is just, and then all of a sudden, like you said, when the world stopped, um, all of a sudden you're, you know, you really, you really saw that, Hey, look, I didn't really want to be around this person. I just tolerated this person or I was in this situation or I was in this stuff and it, it just started really, making people question the, how much, how, and how much investment and time did they actually put into their relationship? And so you're right. I mean, trust me. I mean, you, but in, in a, in a healthy relationship, you can say, I need time I can, I can have time alone, you know, Hey, look, you know, like me personally, every Friday I go to a quiet place for myself. That is for myself to, to, you know, to help me, you know, untie whatever the week was and get stuff off my chest and kind of reflect and meditate and reset. Because when I re-engage my relationships, I want to be able to be present. If, if, but that's the self-awareness of myself. That's, that's me taking being self-aware of the things that I need to help me stay fully engaged in my relationship. But it is, but if I don't, if I don't say that and do that, then that's on me. But I also know that a lot of people just feel like that relationships are, are more about a burden than it is actually you know, joy and, and, and enjoying each other's company and, and actually growing in the relationship in a way that actually is something that you look forward to. Um, cause once again, I, I've been in places where you didn't have that. I mean, I've been out in the middle of deserts where you didn't have anybody. And so when you did get together, man, it was amazing. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh. I, you know, cause you're so, you spend so much time alone that you start appreciating when people were wanting to connect and wanting to be a part of a relationship because you know, I mean, hell, I mean, I, you know, when you're deployed, you spend all your, most of your time alone unless you're actually proactively doing it. So, I, I think this it's also making sure that we 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 work on the quality of relationships so they actually are doing what they're supposed to do, not just being something that you have to tolerate or something that you're in but have no clear understanding of why you're part of the relationship. Yeah,
0: I mean, my question, I mean, I don't know. My question was exactly what you just said. Like, why why is the meditation process not bouncing ideas off your friends like let's go for a walk and sit on the lake and actually have a discussion and why is that not the reset process like that's what i'm asking like why is that and and i like i said we all we all deal with moderation obviously but one thing i know is us as human beings we justify things we learned in the past like my brother, you know, my brother came on a podcast, my brother Troy, he came on a podcast and gave a whole back and forth about tradition and, you know, he gave a whole thought about the tradition and how we just follow tradition and we think it's so, but really don't have a clear understanding of what's going on. So he gave, he's like, grandma, put the ham in the oven, chopped the back off, put it in the oven. then then mama did it, then daughter did it. And then one of the people finally said, "Why are we doing this?" And then went to the grandmother, and grandmother said, "Cause my oven was small, but y'all oven is bigger. I don't know why y'all doing it, but it's because they never ask questions." So yeah, we're all taught that we need this alone time. We're all taught that. But I'm saying you get a decent amount of alone time if you really look at it, and you really engage, and you really walk into the store, you get some alone time. So why? is interacting with people obviously mahogany i know you so i already know <laughs> that you I know need, i need
6: my space
0: but okay exactly
5: so my question is
0: that can, would can be I ask my it,
6: question
5: what does that mean when you say you need your space what what what? i mean what i need does time does that mean? to myself mm-hmm, the
0: why i need
6: time with myself
0: the question is why why is it not a person that actually you're around that actually pours back into you the way you they would pour
6: you would it's it's, it's not that there's not people around that pour into me the way like when I'm in relationships I enjoy togetherness more often than not but I still have moments where I want to be with me and Mm -hmm. and that's just what it is Mm -hmm. so I need to be with someone who understands that that's who I am I've been like that my entire life
3: like
6: I've been like that my entire life. I have moments where I like, I'm a creative. I, I like to be in my head. I like to be in my own space doing my own thing. And that doesn't, it's not a, it's not a long drawn out thing, but I do need those pockets of time to do so. Okay. I, I get that pockets of time to, you know,
5: take an hour, you know, take, you know, pray, whatever, whatever it is. I, I get that. But I, I've i seen people where, they they're complaining about never, never having time to do, you know, to, 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 you know, taking four days to be by themselves just to simply um, you know, you know, time alone and stuff like that and disconnecting and disengaging from the relationship. And I, you know, once again, I, I I get it that, you know, maybe we need, you need to find some time to program for yourself because you're tired or whatever else. But I'm also, I would also be concerned like, Hey, look, you know, you're always alone. You're always, you know, on your own. And how do you grow? How do you, how do you have a healthy relationship if you're spending more time away from that person, you know, instead of actually being in relationship, especially in a personal relationship, because, you know, especially if you live together and stuff like that, you're not going to have that kind of time to be able to do that. So, yeah, I get the fact of having alone time to, to reflect or be creative or whatever it is to help for your process. But I, I've seen relationships where people are simply not even want to spend any time together, period, unless they have to.
2: Well, I know that um, I like to spend, I, I, I like alone time too, <laughs> at times, um, but my alone time is, I, I still pockets of it, right? So like I go to, to Soul Cycle every Sunday. Um, the only time that I really wanted to kind of do my own thing is when I want to go to the beach because nobody wants to come with me. So, so it's that, you know, no one's enjoying the beach the way I enjoy the beach. So that's something that I would do by myself. I look forward to doing it by myself. And because everyone else is not with it. Um, but Yeah, I've learned to steal pockets of other times, like whether it's commuting or I take walks in the morning. I go running in the morning. I, you know, I'm I'm by myself. I walk, I run there, walk back. Those are times by myself. Um, I go into the office every Friday. That's time commuting. That's by myself. Um, I sometimes walk from SoulCycle back home. That's time by myself, you know, so you steal little pockets of it. Um, but I used to be like mahogany. I'm not a creative like you are, but where I just needed like, like time, like I just need to do my own thing. I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to, you know, and I realized that that was causing a wedge with the people that I was around because they wouldn't, they, they, like, as you said, like, if they can't pour into me, like I'm pouring into them, then what are we doing? You know what I mean? And I shouldn't need a break from them. It should be it should be rejuvenating. So when we hang out on Saturdays, I'm rejuvenated for Monday because we hung out all Saturday. And that's something that I didn't necessarily always see on my own. But as I started to actually do my part in the relationship, I realized how beneficial it was for all of us, not just for me, just for all of us, just to have that time together. Because when I come, when I start work on Monday, or I start my week on Monday, I'm, I'm back to like, okay, I can do this. All because we spent the weekend together. So it, it's, there, there's, a, there's, there's, there's power in numbers. It's great when you're around people that, that can give you that same energy and support and you know pour things back into you. And, and you just have to steal pockets of alone time without taking away from the group, basically. And that's what I learned over time.
4: And I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. You know, um, right now my alone time is my wife works from home. You know, I know that she's she's busy. And she says to me, as long as you're hanging out with the right people, I don't care. You know, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, it, it it makes me feel, it makes me feel great. Because she's, she's given me, and I accept it as a man, she's given me that leeway because she don't want to be bothered by the kids nor me and I understand that she's working she's working from home she could be away from here but she's home you know and I enjoy that I go out I do my thing I go shopping you know I'm 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 the new housewife you know
0: it is what it is Mm -hmm. And and I enjoy it well you're the house husband
4: yeah, the house husband, yes. I'm the housewife. To, house wife. I'm the house
0: husband, man. I don't want to hear no husband
4: stuff because it, it don't feel like I'm a
0: husband.
4: But I'm the house wife. <laughs> but I'm good with it. Whatever you guys want to call it, you guys call it. I'm the wife. And I don't mind. I want to, if I wanted to lay it in lamest terms, I'd say it differently, but
5: I don't want to curse on here. I, I okay. think we don't want you to curse either. I, I think <laughs> the thing, I, I started doing with my alone time is using that time to rejuvenate so I can actually pour back into others. And so I actually take my, my alone time for Friday actually enables me to be more of what I need to be in relationships. So for me, it's strategic for me because when I feel like I'm, I'm, I, you know, when I feel like I'm not able to give up my best, that's when I need to find that time to go, to go be alone because you know, like I said, like we're all. I'm, you know, I'm moody as hell, and so I sometimes I just don't feel like being around people. But I also know that's a product of my ego, because a lot of times I found that when I want to pull away from people, it's because somebody's going to say something that's going to make me mad, mm-hmm. and it's actually something I need to hear. And if I'm not in the right space to hear it, then I, you know, I, I know that you know it is 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 bad. And so I I tend to th- use my alone time. Um, because like I said, I mean, most of us are, you know, quarantined. And so I work in my, my place. And so I, I could be shut up in my, in my, in my, in my room all day long and not come out except for going to the bathrooms and that's not healthy. So I, I've had to come out and learn that take, you know, strategically, I take my morning, I'll go, you know, I'll meditate, I'll sage, do what I got to do. So that way, when I come out and I engage my, the people that are around me, I can be not only just my 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 roommates and everything else, but it's also my 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 coworkers. They need the best of me because we we might be in not in a personal relationship, but we are in a relationship, and they do need the best of me to come forth and not be, you know, withdrawn out of, in my ego and everything else. But how much more, especially if I had children, my my children with me, I need to be able to give them my best. And so for me, strategically, alone time is to recharge and rejuvenate so that I can come back and give you. Everything that I that you deserve to have in this relationship.
0: So you know that that it was just a question I asked because there's a I hear a lot of people say that you know they need a long time. Like in Mahogany's case, you're 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 creative, so that's work. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about like when you actually are creating, that's work. You get what I'm saying? Like that that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like where the day like what Barry's basically saying. It's Friday. He's not at his best. Why is he retreating versus actually reaching out to somebody that's actually going to, ha- he can bounce ideas off of like, why is it? Because we can, we can call it what we want. Cause a bunch of people do it, but it's, it's, it's isolating yourself. It's isolation. It's not a healthy practice. So I'm going to keep it gritty with y'all. It's just not a healthy practice. You know what I mean? When we're talking about healthy and equal relationships, we can't look at, okay, now I have a problem. I got to take it on on my own. And nobody, and I got to like sift through it on my own. I got to be in my head on my own. Well, the people that you're actually bouncing ideas off, of, you know what I mean? That's building, that's building you back up because you're not at your best. And you are, there is a lot of weight on you. Like mahogany creating, because I just, you know, I, I just went into your realm for a little bit and it is stressful at times. You know what I mean? You're editing something, you lose the whole project, you want to explode. But I also have people I can, you know, listen, I'm going to take a break. I can go talk to some people. We have a discussion. We talk, maybe we talk about the fact that I messed up, the fact that I, you know, erased it or deleted it or whatever. But my main thing is to reach out and have those discussions because when you're in your head, that is, that's insanity. That's the fastest road to being insane.
1: So what do you think about, um... Introverts, though, you know what I'm saying, because I, I feel like I fall in that category at times. Okay. I definitely could be very extroverted at times, you know what I'm saying, social butterfly whatever, but then there's also times where I'm just naturally introverted, you know what I'm saying, and I think that I think for me personally, I can't speak for nobody else, I definitely could re- relate to mahogany because I create as well, you know what I'm saying and there, at, at certain times it's it's not labor, it's a labor of love, it's not work, you know what I'm saying when you're when you're really inspired and you're driven. Like I done locked in the studio like all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not even taking time to to eat or nothing. Just just going in, not even looking at the clock. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like the the, the moments of introversion, I think it stems from childhood where, you know what I'm saying, I'd be off in a room just writing rhymes or I'm on punishment or something, and the rest of the family is watching a movie, whatever the case may be. So yeah, that stems over to adults where it's like it's natural for me to to to, to take a long time and uh, just be off in my own space. It's effort at times for me to interact with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, my son was just here the other day, and I'm like, all right, I'll check on him. I'm like, all right, you eight? You good? You need anything? All right, I'm going to be over here praying. You know what I'm saying? Off in the room by myself. And then I had to bring it – then I had to put that effort in. I'm like, oh, all right, me, let me play Fortnite with him. So I don't care nothing about Fortnite, but, you know, let me get that in time, you know? So. But
0: healthy yeah. – like, being healthy, we all, we all know being healthy takes work. And when I use work for creating, I didn't mean to say, okay, this is work. I'm saying it's something, it's a function of who she is. Like it's a function of who she is. So when she's taking that time, that's something that somebody should never even think that they can take from her because it's that time that she is creating. But when she's always creating and not giving back to relationships and now we're, yo, listen, come on, come through, let's go hang out. And she's like, nah, I'm creating. And she's using it to forge a gap. That's where it becomes a detrimental. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying that, just like you said with your son, like, why would I not bring him in the room to pray with me? That's all I'm saying. It's little just like, let him say no. Bring him into my world. Why can't I bring a person in the room to create with me? Like, why can't I bring them into my world? Because this is the relationship. And that's what I'm saying when we're talking about ego. We're entitled to that.
1: Oh, and no, no, I, I have those him. moments with him where I pray with them also, but then there's also other times where it's like, nah, this is just me and God right now.
0: Okay, we're not, obviously, we're never talking about, we're never talking about the small percentages. There's a small percentage of everything. I lose my temper. There's a small percentage of all kinds of things. A lot of people don't know me to be a person that loses my temper easily. But I have cool. lost my temper. Can so, I, I, not, nobody's going to say this guy loses his temper. They're going to go off of the, the high percentage of who he is. You know so, what I'm saying? So. so, if who you are is an introvert and you disconnect from people, but you know that having healthy relationships is a part of the health of being a person and being in, you know, living quality of life, if you don't believe that, then there's no reason for you to really go seek relationships. But then the next question will be like, why are you in a relationship group? talking about
5: relationships. So I you tend to think that,
3: I'm,
5: I'm sorry. I tend to think people want to, cause I'm an introvert is myself. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I mean, I can, I can absolutely connect into an extroverted role because I've had to in leadership responsibilities, but I tend to be more introverted, but my intro me being introverted is about how I reconnect with myself. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I go back to saying that that time alone is necessary in how I go about it strategically. So I didn't understand it for, for a long time. I just, uh, I just want to be around people. No, is what it is that so I can be effectively around people. I need to find that time and space for myself to be able to recharge, reflect with my thoughts and then come out of that place and do that. What a lot of people do when they say I'm, I'm an introvert is that they just completely go off the grid and they just don't even want to deal with people period. And that's not healthy. That's not a healthy introvert. A healthy introvert is someone who knows themselves and self-aware enough to say, okay, look, I need, you know, I got my morning, my morning commuters, I'm going to put my music on, or I'm going to, this is where I'm gonna, I can get my creative space. So when I come out of that space of res- you know, and I'm reset, I can actually give my best in relationships. I just know me, or if I'm an extrovert, I know I'm at my best when I, when I'm a collab, I'm more collaborative. I want, I want to pull more people around. I want to bring a group setting because that's where I get my energy from. That's where I get my, that's where I'm able to work through my issues and problems, but not just to disconnect from people period. Um, And I think some people use that introverted thing to say, okay, I just don't want to deal with people. And that's not really, at least in my opinion, that's not really what it's all about. It's about how, how do you reset yourself and align your, your feelings and emotions so that way you can come back and reconnect with people.
2: Definitely. I mean, the the bottom line is the bottom line is you get what you put out, basically. So, if you're the person in a relationship that thinks that that you know you want your time and you want to be able to dictate how much time you put into people, how much time you want to spend alone, all that other stuff, and everything revolves around what you have going on, then you're going to be around people that are probably not going to be as solid because they're not going to be as vested. So, that's just what it is. It's, It's not, I mean, we, we, are all about healthy relationships, forging solid relationships. But at, at the end of it all, if you're not in, if, if not you, anybody here, but just in general, if, if, if people are not in the position to be able to put in that work and to be able to think of the group and think about who they are in that group and that it requires more time with, you know, spending with other people and with with other people over being by themselves, then you're going to yield a certain result. That's the bottom line of it. So it, it's, I, I used to justify being myself all the time, all the time. And it it, it and it didn't bring me any closer to the people that I was around. I mean, so until I got out of my selfish ways, until I decided, until I made a decision to say, you know what, my group is a priority. This is what, you know, I need to figure out ways and, and, and pockets to steal time to spend on, on my own. Then the the relationship is going to stay the way that it is, right? So I think that if if you are still thinking about yourself and want to do your own thing or whatever, you probably won't. You probably won't have solid people around because most people's not going to want to deal with that. Most people are 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 going to put in what you're putting into them.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 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 like we have we 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 obviously was just discussing people that are introverts, right? But there's yeah, we, that just bring all kinds of people around and they're yeah. acting with whoever.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, that's just who I am. It's not healthy. It's not healthy to build no relationships and build no true connection and just feed off of what you are. What about a portion of you that needs the connection? So, an introvert might walk up to the extrovert and say, listen, at some point you have to like build actual connections. You're like yep. saying hi to 20 people. 30 people. You're jumping from place to place. You're a nomad. Yeah. and I'm not going to say that's just me, but love and belong is in all of us. That's undeniable. You want love and you want to belong. and When they're in a room full of 30 and they feel empty, that's one, that's one thing I always hear a bunch of extroverts explain. That's their experience. An the introvert don't feel that way. They're overwhelmed by how many people's in the room. It's a heightened thing. It's a, lot come, it's a lot going in and out. It's a lot they, they have to process. So they need to kind of distance themselves and they have smaller groups. But what we're saying is not to have some big groups or small groups, but have strong connections. And if you could have a strong connection with a large group and you all truly work as one organism and you have strong connections, yeah, then you're extrovert and you bring people together and how you use your ability is a whole different understanding. If you're an introvert and you're like, okay, I got a small group of friends. We're saying, why is those, why do you need a vacation from your friends, from your life? That's all I'm saying. Why when I have a bad day at work, I just want to take a bubble bath and go to sleep? Why can't I get on the phone with somebody that's actually going to enhance my day? Why don't I go get off a bad day at work and look forward to spending time with people? That's my question if you have people around you that you truly care about.
5: Be, I think that the problem Aziz is that we don't build that type of, of, of dynamic. Like uh, it's almost like a chore because, we, and then the other piece in the, in the rule that I used to, I used to, what I used to say is that um, when you come, when you bring the world into your house and the, you know, the house is supposed to be your refuge, and if you're not, you know, if you're not intentional about even creating that type of space, you'll bring your problems into the world and you stop forgetting that, you know what, this is refuge and this is the space where I get to recharge and rejuvenate. The people that are in that state in that share that space with me are also committed to that same process and that we're all committed to saying, you know, hey, look, we're going to love and appreciate and, and, and pour into one another. But, but once again generally it, you come in and everybody's gotten into the ego and so they're looking to be fed, not actually looking to actually in pour into each other, into the group. You yeah. know, like we sit around the table and we're just complaining about what I need and my, 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 me, me, me. And forget that, no, I, you know what, Hey, you know, uh, such and such is feeling, you know, let's level such and such. Or let's, you know what, let's turn the phones off and let's just sit on, on the couch and just watch TV or, or or watch a movie together or reconnect or play a board game. So that way we can all, feel this energy and the synergy of love and, and, and everybody's getting poured out. It's everybody's just kind of fending for themselves and basically just going through the motions of it and not realizing that, like you said, it's intentional. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, Hey, we're, we're intentional about this when we come home.
0: Definitely. If you, if you, if you allow things to occur, then yeah, a person's going to say, that's who I am. Like I hear too many, you know, I go and I hear a bunch of women, You know, I'm not going to say it happens with men more more than women, but they're like, he's, that's just who your father is. He doesn't talk. He doesn't really express himself. He's just not connected in that way. And they don't push him to actually like my, uh, your children need to talk. Your children need somebody who's going to support them and who you are. Yeah. That can be who you are, but who you became as a father, you need to step up. You know what I mean? Who you become as a friend, you need to do your part. You can't just keep getting passes for who you was as a single person. Well, you as a single person. You can do whatever you want, when you want. When you sign up for a relationship, you sign on to do some of the things that are not natural for you but are beneficial to your relationship. Yep. So you got to create habits that make those things a little bit more natural.
4: That, you know that, that, that's rough. You know, I understand what you're saying, but that's rough as far as friends are concerned because, you know, I've had a couple of friends that, I thought I was close to. I thought I was close to. And you know, then I pop up to realize that, oh, he always calls me for a ride. This one always calls me for this. This one always calls me for that. And you know, how many times in this in this lifetime do you get burnt by by that circle? You know, and you know, what you're saying makes sense, but once again, how many times in life do you get burnt by that circle? And when you get burnt and you're trying to be a helpful
0: person, it hurts. Definitely. I mean, Joe, yeah. you have to be real. Like, <laughs> you get, you all, we all act in those questions. I hear them all the time, right? How many times do we have to get burnt? How long did you stay in the fire?
2: Yeah, ex- I was just like, going to say that. Like,
0: people address things ASAP? But most people are so worried about how a person feels, they don't get the solution taken care of right away. Absolutely. And you're so absolutely you call right. call me for Rod twice and I don't want to do it. I'm like, why you always just call me for rides? Exactly. So I'm not staying in the fire long. That's what healthy is. Why do you have friends you can't talk to? Why do you have friends you can't address? Why do you have friends that you can't be fully honest with? And that starts the dialogue. Because that's what this is all about. We had somebody reach out to us recently and was like, you know, y'all talk about disconnecting. Y'all just talk about disconnecting. And I was like, that's not our message. I mean, if that's what you're hearing, I'm sorry, but that's not our message. Our message is to start the discussion and have an honest discussion. So when we put these these ideas out here, it's for people who are like, I, my ego and who I am is more important than everything else. It supersedes your agreement to be in relationships. Singular, who you are is who you are. But even dealing with humanity, you can't just sit, I want a seat and push somebody over and sit, sit in their seat. Like there's consequences to those actions. So what you want is not as relevant as what we, what we need.
5: It's not. And that's the, that's the piece. It's, it's, everybody's thinking about what I want and what makes that's me right. feel comfortable instead of what we need. What we, what we need. need is us to come to a place where we're all pouring into each other in a healthy way. And we, what we need, especially in our relationships and our families, because it's not just, you know, the couple it's the, it's the children too. We, we need to be able to pour in and have that, that, you know, they need that same pouring. They need to learn how to pour and do the same thing for all of us. So that way we all are, because if everybody's being poured into, nobody's lacking, Definitely. at least in my personal perspective, nobody's lacking, yeah. but it's when somebody's not, somebody's always taking up the need to be poured into. They've got to be the center of attention. It takes away from everybody else. And it takes away from, and then all of a sudden, that's when you get people that just kind of want to go segment and do their own thing, and go find two hours of, or just disconnect from the entire family. And so, I, this isn't as good. This, to me, is the, the ego is in so many different ways when it comes to how we this this particular space. Um, yeah, this, this is a real one for me because once again, I, I've seen it, I've watched it, I've, watched it, I've also, I I've, I've been that guy who just would disconnect from coming into the house, and just go play on my phone because I, I was wanting to be selfish because I've had a hard day instead of saying, No, oh, let me put my phone down and engage my family.
0: Definitely.
5: Hey, I miss you guys. What's going on. But then crazy enough is that when I switched up and said, let me be the person that want to engage everybody, everybody else wanted to disconnect
0: because they nobody no.
5: wanted to con- yeah. nobody yeah. wanted nobody to, you wanted to come. Want to go. Nobody wanted to come. Because I, I had realized that that had killed relationships in the past. Right. So, you know, want to do that i want to spend time with you guys i miss you guys you guys are important to me hey turn that damn turn that game off what are you how are you doing you know i want to hear about you. what's going on with you man i miss you hug give me a hug and we couldn't get people on the same because oh man i I need my space oh i need i need this i need that and where are we in relationships for
0: yeah but you couldn't get people in the same in the same space because they got used to you disconnecting
5: yeah absolutely you can't just
0: walk in a room and now turn off the game no
5: yeah
3: Yeah. no absolutely.
0: you understand, we are creating gaps within our relationships in the same house. Like, there's there's gaps. Why? Because of ego. We are so entitled to feel what we're going to feel. And we're, we're, we're reading a bunch of Facebook posts, a bunch of Instagram posts. That's telling us we're entitled to that, which is causing the disconnect. We're not entitled to feel what we want to feel. We're entitled to feel what we want to feel and express that feeling. We're not entitled to just feel what we want to feel and disconnect based on those feelings. We signed on to be friends. We signed on to be partners. So when we have those feelings, we signed on to reach out and have a discussion based on those feelings. So Joe, as soon as you felt that people were taking you for granted, that discussion should have been had. Yeah. Because I run into more people like you. That's like, oh, I'm thinking, OK, we're we, we hitting the barbecue. They feeding us. They doing whatever. Before you know it, yo know, y'all taking advantage of us. We're like, what? When was this discussion gonna be had? Yeah. yeah, you done drove me around three, four times, five times. I went to school out of town, so people come get me for rides and take me, you know, take me to school, take me back from the campus. And I'm thinking, no, they looking out. I'm thinking we we building a relationship. We're talking in the car, everything. I didn't know that they was thinking, well, this person's using me for a ride.
6: Mm.
2: Yeah, because that, that, that causes a disconnect in the relationship as well. I mean, my, my, my sister did that to me one time. She used to pick me up every day to take me to work. Well, take me to drop my daughter off to daycare. And she was complaining the whole entire time to my parents. <laughs> and it's like, wow. but she offered. You know what I mean? So it's like, how are you going to offer to take me and then complain about it? And so, yeah, that caused a wedge in our relationship because it's like, if you had an issue, then you should have said something. And I shouldn't have found out from a third party. So yeah, like you think that you know mm-hmm. you're being the nice, the nice person. Like, what is the nice person? What is nice if you're complaining behind somebody's back? Is that nice? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're just playing it safe and and you don't want to really deal with conflict. So, but it's it, it's wrong. You're not really helping that that situation either. You're part of the problem.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been on the other end of that as well. Um, me and Anthony were roommates in college. And, um, you know, he ended up having an accident when getting hit by a car when he was in uh, in high school. So he had a settlement. He had a nice, nice, nice fly car. You know what I'm saying? I had my, my left and my right feet. So he used to give me rides to, to work. You know what I'm saying? And then one day he's like, yo, I don't mind giving you a ride, but I can't be giving you a ride every time. You know what I'm saying? That one little conversation is like, right. I didn't see things from his perspective until he actually spoke up. I appreciated it. There was no problems. You know what I'm saying? He expressed himself. I respected it. And, uh, you know, we moved on from there with a healthy friendship. Definitely.
0: So that's the, the see, that's the important. That's
2: an example, yeah.
0: Because you, you could have took it like the ego. Yo, X, Y, and Z. No, he expressed it, and you're like, okay, so, you know, come come get me when you can. Let me know when you can come get me. There's other people that, i, I just walk. I won't go in your car, no. Mm-hmm. They'll go extreme. So if you have friends that really you can't talk to, then why are you even in relationships with them? Because I, I know I'm going to say what I have to say. You know what I mean? I'm going to say what I have to say, but also I'm going to hear what they have to say. And I'm going to balance it out to see where we can find common ground. I'm not in this just to get what I want. You know, I'm in here to boost and build the relationship. So that's what we mean by put, keep your ego at the door. And we're not talking about the door of your house. We're talking about when you're entering personal relationships and relationships you say you're trying to build love in. Correct. If you're truly trying to build love, leave your ego at the door and start building. Yeah. You can't get mad when, yo, can you lift this brick? We need to get this. And, oh, the way you spoke to me, I really didn't like that. Like, where, where we will, where, is, is that bigger than the fact that we need to get this accomplished? We have to think about that, because you know I'm not a disrespectful person. So, you had to go through a di- you had to go through a lot to get to where that's at. So that's your ego working overdrive. I'm not getting enough attention, so I'm gonna pick a fight.
2: I'm not validated. Pick a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the relationship validates you. Every relationship you win should be valid. Should be valid enough. And then having the the know how to actually have the discussions and having the know how and the fortitude to actually want to be in other people's space and have that affection and really build and use those people to build who you are back up when the world breaks you down. We're not ever saying I'm never gonna sit here and say the message is never have time alone. I'm saying steal them pockets because time is valuable and it's better to spend time with people that you love than to isolate them by when by being hurt or wounded. And now your first thing to do is isolate. Your first thing to do is not bring them into the process. Even to some degree with drastic, you know, the, the rap career and, you know, taking, taking time to write in your book. But yeah, I'm, I'm a person that's a writer too, so I get it. But at the same time, why can't you ask the person, you know, sometimes come in the room and let's bounce ideas and write together. Bring them into your process. Because this is why we're in relationships. So they can come into our world sometimes, we can go in their world sometimes, and sometimes we're in each other's world. I mean, we let each other just enjoy their world with other people.
1: Nah, like singers could do that, but rappers can't do that. Rappers can't ask for ideas on bars.
2: Is it ideas on bars? Could you just like maybe recite your time. bars and, and ask it's for right somebody's right. opinion?
1: No? Yeah. Nah. Rappers no. gotta write <laughs> their own bars. You know what I'm saying? Sing- <laughs> singers could do that.
5: You can't pull a (laughs) Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean,
1: I guess we, this is 2020, so I guess it's more acceptable, but you know, there once was a time.
0: No, no, no. You write your own bars. What I'm saying is have them a part of the process. We're talking about friends. We're not talking about people that are, you know, you collabing with. We're talking about friends. Just bring them in and be a part of the process. They can give you an idea. You can write it down. They're a part of the process. So I'm saying, once we're, we're all looking for ways to disconnect, why are we not looking for ways to connect? And that's, my, that's where that question came from, because I want people to see that your ego is not just the guy saying, yeah, I hit that jump shot in your face. and It's not just that guy. It's also the guy that shrinks as well and doesn't add value to the relationship either.
2: Yeah, that was such a good point, Barry.
0: So I'm going, I'm going at the person and they are shrinking. We're both at fault. Because you should stand up for yourself. Where's your self-respect?
2: Mm.
0: So it goes hand in hand. If you have self-respect, then a person can't be as boisterous, can they? Because as soon as they show a level of importance they didn't earn, you're going to say something, right? So that's where the self-respect offsets the ego. Mm-hmm. And if you have it, there's no room for it. And if you're truly a person of self-respect, you're not going to allow ego to destroy your relationship yeah, so you'd, rather, you'd rather eliminate the relationship before you're allowed to destroy it. And there's a big difference. If you're allowed if to you're, destroy it, there's no going back.
2: Well, yeah, and if you're in a relationship where you can't be who you truly are just to maintain the relationship, you're in the wrong relationship.
0: Definitely. So, you know, Jerry, we obviously are ten twenty-four.
2: Yeah, so anybody who didn't share, please, you know, still share it um, because again, this was another um, good discussion to circulate, um, give people something to think about, especially with, you know, having, maintaining your self-respect, what with, with being egotistical is and making sure that you're still connecting with the people that you say that you love and you have personal relationships with. Um, but as you know, you know, we have services and if anybody, you know, needs support and areas with their friends and their personal relationships you can look us up on um, loveisagroupjourney.com and you know the other day Isis and I was just talking you know about our builders and just where we are today and just we're just so happy that we're at a place where we can help support people in their lives with what they have going on and just seeing them making the changes in their lives like that's the most rewarding thing that it's, it's bigger than money right yeah. it's, it's, it's all we ask for it's we want you know people to be able to have healthy and and strong relationships and be able to foster that. And the fact that we are a part of that is just an amazing thing. So, you know, it's bigger than the money. It's bigger than, you know, um, all the fluffy stuff that comes with it. Um, But it's nice to see people making those major changes in their lives, having those conversations with the people that are in their lives and really wanting to be in healthy, equal relationships. So... You know, we appreciate everyone's support, everyone sharing these um, Let's Talk relationship webinars that we have, anyone that's sharing our content, whoever's going back and listening to our podcast, um, and just following us on social media. We appreciate all your support. We appe- appreciate everyone helping us get the message out. And um, thank you for coming tonight.
0: Definitely. And I want to add, like, we, we have definitely been blessed because all of our builders come ready to work and put in the work. You know they they're ready to put in the work on a regular basis and really ready to allow themselves to be vulnerable and really you know because we challenge them and I'm sure we challenge them at their wits they're at their wits end and we're challenging them still and they come ready to work every time so we do yeah a few, it's great we've been blessed I mean we haven't had too many <laughs> too many people we're looking at like okay this person's a little a little much we have everybody that comes and they come in ready to work. So we've been blessed.
3: Well, right. yeah, thank you so much. Right. That was a great right. show to listen to tonight.
2: Thanks. I loved it. Thank you, Christine. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys.
3: Yes.
0: yes. We'll see you all next Monday.
2: Yes, Hello. next Monday.
0: Back Same time. Congratulations on retirement. Looking good on you, man. Yeah.
2: yeah well, right.
1: <laughs>
2: thank you so all right. Bye, guys. All right. all right. Good
1: night, everybody. Good night.